the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. You can listen to us. Take us with you wherever you go. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. You can also download The Answer app. I would highly recommend that. Download The Answer app. Uh, Apps are great because a lot of times you're driving, whether it's over in western Ohio listening on 94.5 or here in Columbus, 98.9. And if it gets, and it's going to rain tonight, uh, signal gets wonky. Uh, You just click in the app on your phone, play it through your Bluetooth. Very easy to do. So download that Answer app, and then you can take us with you wherever you go. You can also listen to the podcast whenever and wherever you are. Go to 989theanswer.com or 945theanswerdayton.com and get the podcast. You can call the show. You can use the number after hours. Leave me a message. I will listen to it. The number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Or, of course, you can call the show and come on live with me, which Kevin in Clintonville has a desire to do. Hello, Kevin. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, how are you today? Good. Good. Hey, you know, I'm not as uh, much up on politics as I should be, but I have this question that everybody I know seems to be asking, mm-hmm. um, what is the origin of all of these homeless people that are on Morris Road all the way from Clintonville to Gahanna? <laughs> and and it seems as though I drive, you know, I drive Morris Road every day, and it seems as though they all are in collusion with each other. They all know what sign to hold, what day to be there. They all get picked up on a bus. What's the origin of it, and why are, why are they doing it? Well, anything I say is going to be speculative, okay? Um, and here, and here's, my conund- here's my conundrum with it, Kevin. I, like you, believe this is often, I'm trying to be precise with my language, often a well-organized collective grift by people who don't want to work or who do very well at this uh, and do better than they could do working or they're addicts and they have a habit of some sort to support and they prey on people's goodness. I mean, Christian people, and this is my dilemma, I have one that for some reason he's now vanished from the off-ramp at 23 North onto, uh, excuse me, right at, yeah, you get off on 23 to go south to Worthington or north here to our office or into Delaware. And the same guy there, like every day, 8 a.m., holding a sign, Homeless veteran, you know, often, uh, you know, uh, um, wounded veteran, any amount will help, you know, all this. Being being a veteran myself, I I, I look at those people a little differently, yeah. but then I don't believe them. So, but they know, shame, you know? they know how to play your heartstrings. I mean, yep. I'll just say this. If you were going to do it as a grift, this is how you would play on people's heartstrings. Because what? We're all grateful for people's service in the military, right? Those of us who aren't woke idiots, we're glad for our military. Uh, and so, and if you're a Christian person, like I am, you are always mindful of the fact, like, well, you know, is this God's way of saying, you know, is, we entertain angels unawares or scripture, you know, like, oh, you never know. 
So I have occasionally given money. And the other thing is, oh, you know, my, my, my pregnant girlfriend is in the car and my car broke down and I'm out of gas and I just yeah. need, Half I mean, every, California. yeah, I mean, every story, right, exactly. So I have settled on the fact that I do not give to people because I cannot be sure that they're not going to go buy alcohol with it or drugs with it or whatever. We are a family that tithes through our local church. We support several ministries. One, of course, is um, Adult Teen Challenge Ohio, which, you know, Pastor Linda, they're doing a banquet on May, uh, March the 30th. I'm going to emcee that banquet. We've supported Adult Teen Challenge Ohio for 20 years, ever since my wife and I have been married. So that is how I reconcile in my mind not giving. Now, I will say, this gentleman that I used to see every day at 23 I then started to see him north on 23 by the Walmart. And then I noticed the ultimate heartstrings play is I pull off on Ackerman going south on 315 to go to Ohio State for uh, a wrestling uh, meet. And there's a woman in a wheelchair at the bottom of the ramp on Ackerman. And I'm looking around (laughs) logistically and I'm like, where did you come from? How, How did, did you, you get, get here? here? <laughs> There's no way to go from Kenny and Ackerman down that road under an underpass in a wheelchair. There's just no safe way to do that. Are you sure there wasn't a kayak there somewhere? She might have, you know, you don't you're you're not you're not figuring out all the angles here. Yeah, so I just I, I understand your dilemma. You don't want to be unfeeling, uncaring, unsympathetic, not compassionate to people in need. But to me, I mean, are we not in an environment where you can pretty much find a job doing something somewhere? You absolutely can. And, you know, I I happen to be in the service industry um, and had someone come into my office recently. And we kind of get into discussions with people sometimes, as just humanity does. Yep. And he happens to work for Franklin County. And he said, you know, he said, if these people are on the street, they are absolutely avoiding us. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, we have so much money. Now, I can't verify this, but this was told directly by a Franklin County employee that we have so much money, we have to give it back to the state every year because these people, they're avoiding us. Hmm. And part two, I stopped at the corner a couple of weeks ago, early in the morning. And, you know, there's a guy standing right next to my window. So empathetically, I put my window down. I go, hey, man, just trying to be a good soul here. Do you know Franklin County's got a bunch of money for you people, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, I work nights. I'm just out here for, for some extra cash. Uh, wow. <laughs> he's got a good job. And he's just, and, and I, I think, you know, I, it goes to politics a little bit. Like, right, who is allowing this? What, what is a lot – like – you know how it goes. You, yeah. you, you, uh, I you think it is better than I do. I do. Kevin, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. I will just yeah, say I think you. that the Democratic Party is about furthering the trashing of institutions in our country. And institutions include thoughts and the idea that I get a job, I work hard, I receive a paycheck for my work. I provide for my family. I take care of myself. That's been our, like, that's been how we do things for years. And if anything can tear that up, they're about it. They're about tearing everything and anything up that they can to get rid of institutions. I have two things to add to the conversation on the panhandlers. 
First of all, Westerville, uh, I, I lived in Westerville for 12 years, and now I, I live farther north, much farther north, but I still come down through Westerville to come to work. And there is a uh, gentleman that claims that he's a homeless veteran, and he hits the Meyer Island right there at the exit. And I called Westerville PD one day, and I asked them, you know, what, what's, what's the situation here? Because sometimes he steps out into traffic, mm-hmm. and they said, well— we can't move him because he's on private property. However, if he steps out into State Route 3, which is a public road rather than the entrance, which is private, he said, then we could address it. And I said, OK, good to know. And the other comment I want to make is I have a friend who, like you, wants to do the right thing and mm-hmm. help someone in need. And what she does when she sees the various uh, panhandlers or homeless folks in the Northland area, especially, um, she will stop and offer to go buy them a pizza so that they have lunch and dinner. And she feels like that is if you're if you're offering to give them food and they say thank you, then, you know, you probably did a good deed. If they say no, thanks, that means they're scamming. Probably. Yeah. My brother used to do that downtown yeah. when the when the bus station was downtown and he worked downtown and Guys would hit him all the time for yeah. money, and he would say, "Well, let's go over to the bus station, and I'll buy you a sandwich." And right. Most of the times, they you know cuss him, and right. they just wanted the money to drink it or you know whatever sure. they were doing. So yeah, I get it. It is a um, dilemma out there, but I would say like it's a safety risk to be standing at a busy intersection, let alone to be in a wheelchair at a busy intersection. Like, where's the person who helped the lady in the wheelchair get there if she is? actually bound to a wheelchair and if you say well she came from uh kenny and ackerman what kenny and ackerman's not a busy enough intersection like you wouldn't find enough people there to give you money i it's just to me indicative of the fact that our society is crumbling and democrats have made it crumble cheered as it crumbles want it to crumble more and I, I wish I could couch it in ways other than political, but to me, the delineation is clearly political. And hopefully there'll be an electoral consequence for that. Hey, while you're on those websites, by the way, besides getting details on the Stand with Israel tour, check out the Kindness Challenge, the Kindness Challenge affords you an opportunity to win $5,000 for yourself and then designate a deserving organization for another $5,000. So how you do it is you go to the website and they have that day's act of kindness. And you do that and then you go and check it off that you've done it and you're entered. Now you say, well, I'm just now hearing about this. We're halfway through March. Can I go back and make up acts of kindness? Yes, you can. Can I go forward and get ahead? No, you cannot. We don't want kindness to spiral out of control. We have to keep kindness under control. That's what always cracked me up about football staffs at Ohio State. They had a quality control assistant. And I thought, why would you want to control quality? Wouldn't you want that to, like, mushroom completely out of control? We're we're run amuck in quality here until we got quality control, guys. But I digress. <laughs> what is the kindness challenge for today? Thursday, March 16th, post something positive in social media. Okay, let's see if I did that. Let's go to the old social media feed here. 
I don't want to have to ax out of that because that's definitely not positive. What have I posted today? Well, I posted something about a woke professor at Ohio State. I think that's positive. It's good that we know what kind of woke professors we have at Ohio State. And I posted something about the garbage parenting advice of the lieutenant governor of the state of Minnesota. Her name is Peggy Flanagan. What is Peggy Flanagan's garbage parent advice? Well, just give a listen. Because let's be clear, this is life-affirming and life-saving health care. When our children tell us who they are, it is our job as grown-ups to listen and to believe them. Uh, that's garbage parenting advice. Here's what I posted. Imagine if it worked that way. Hey, Mom, I'd like ice cream for breakfast. Okay, dear. And I want to wear my underwear on the outside of my pants. Whatever you say, sweetheart. And hey, Mom, I can fly. I think I'll go jump off the garage roof. Happy landings, honey. Yes, this is garbage parenting advice because children need to be parented. They need to be led, and they need to be shepherded. They need to be protected. They need to, imagine, uh, Buck Sexton, I think it was, posted that uh, if you followed the advice of Peggy Flanagan and your son came to you and said, hey, I want to be Frankenstein, would you run out to the garage, grab the super glue, and affix bolts to your son's neck? Why not? Believe the children. When they tell you who they are, you must believe them. You know, you say, this reminds me of something, Bruce. Yes, it does. You remember the Believe All Women movement? We must believe all women during the Me Too movement. We must believe all women. You know what crushed the Believe All Women movement? When Tara Reid said Joe Biden sexually violated her in the Senate. All of a sudden, we realized, oh, well, we can't believe all women. I mean, we can't believe Republican women because then Joe Biden wouldn't be fit for office. Now, this is a more something dilemma on parenting. I really feel for this woman. And I'm hesitant to give her name because I don't feel like her uh, heartache should be held up for uh, public degradation. If you want to know her name, you can read about her today in the Columbus Dispatch, provided you waste your money on a membership. Uh, And she says in this story by Jordan Laird, that she did not let her son go to many funerals over the years, even though friends, classmates, and people he played youth sports with kept getting shot and killed. Sobering, right? She did not let him go to the funeral of a 14-year-old friend who was fatally shot in 2019, or a 13-year-old friend who was shot and killed in a fight over a cell phone. And you know what's coming, right? Yeah, of course you do. Her son eventually became one of the victims of teens murdering teens in the city of Columbus. She was, the story says, when she found out her 15-year-old son got a gun from a relative to protect himself, she, a single mom who works two jobs, was alarmed. He said, Mom, times are getting hard out here said, I can sit my nephew on the corner of Livingston, and he can bring me back four guns. I was shocked, but I understood. 
She says she does not regret allowing her son to keep a gun because on April the 20th of 2021, a 15-year-old with whom her son had gotten into a dispute playing youth sports years before showed up with friends, shot and killed her son. Her son had a gun. He fired back, wounding his assailant in the leg, and she believes had her son not had a gun, the assailant would have gotten away and she would still not know who murdered her son. And she is not wrong in that, by the way. Because when you think of and see in your mind the faces of Olivia Kurtz, um, Mackenzie Ridley, Amira Truss, and others, young women who've been murdered in this town, random shootings, and their murderers have not been caught, you know that she might not be wrong. So the dispatch did this. She's in court today, by the way, for the sentencing of this uh, teen murderer who is not being tried as an adult. He will be uh, remanded to Children's Services, Franklin County Juvenile, whatever. And if he doesn't act up in the year and change that he's in there, he will not serve a day in an adult prison. Uh, I submit to you that any 15-year-old knows that they are doing a very adult thing when they get a gun, and particularly when they show up and shoot someone, and he should do life in prison for his crime. Because when he's out, he will do this again. Trust me on that. You trust me, because that will happen. You know it will happen. The dispatch reports from 2018 through Tuesday, 56 teens age 17 or younger have been charged in a homicide case in Franklin County. Great job, Joyce Beatty. Way to stand up for the people of Linden and Franklinton and other poor areas in town which you have represented fecklessly since going to Congress and accruing yourself a very nice wardrobe as head of the Congressional Black Caucus. The youngest youth charged during this period of time, three years, was 13 years old. And, of course, the dispatch says the vast majority of the killings were shootings, reflecting a rising rate of gun violence. No, reflecting a rising rate of non-existent parenting, horrendous parenting, and completely ineffective legal justice exacted for crimes. That is what it reflects, not a rise in gun violence. A rise in murder, yes, because then that means somebody did the murdering. I hate the term gun violence because it is a euphemism to remove responsibility from those who are responsible. So I feel for this woman. She lost her son. That's the worst thing that can happen to a parent. And the people in charge of stopping it do nothing. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.